Peace, family, and thank you for tuning in into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C., with leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art, with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. Okay, so we're very excited to welcome our special guest, Jabari Jefferson, from today's for today's episode. Jabari C. Jefferson is a mixed-media figurative painter who earned a degree in art with a concentration in painting, film direction, and art, admis- art administration. Jabari continued his education with a residency at the renowned International Center for the Arts in Monte Castello, Italy, followed by many more commendable professional practices to enhance his career development and recognition as a creative. His vibrant multimedia paintings are layered with found objects such as books, fabric, paper, ink, acrylic, and oil. Welcome, Jabari. Thank you for taking the time out to speak with us today. Of course. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So first, before we jump right in, how have you been with everything that is happening in the world right now? Um, you know, I think um, these last six months, everybody's been affected in a lot of different ways. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's important to remember, you know, everyone's narrative isn't the same. And um, there's a lot of blessings going on right now at the same time, too, that's affecting mm-hmm. people. So I've been uh, very fortunate to, uh, you know, be, be mentally okay, emotionally okay. Um, receiving even blessings in the material and stuff. So it's, it's been a really good reflective period, but also, you know, a good learning period of just seeing the state that we all are in, you know, socially, politically, mm-hmm. the time. So yeah. there's it's a lot of pros and cons. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Where are you from and where did you grow up? Yeah, um, I'm Washingtonian, you know, born and raised, fifth generation is deep. Um, but I've haven't lived in DC in a while, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, living in Chicago and Virginia and just different places like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I grew up. Um, I think I, I had a wonderful childhood. You know, um, okay. my father is a musician, musician, musician. Mm-hmm. Sorry. So the arts was naturally embraced, and my mom was very um, spiritual and enthusiastic about what I would do. So mm-hmm. I was very well supportive. Um, so yeah, good. Awesome. Up, good up, yeah. What type of musician was your dad? Like, what did he do? He's a, he's a, he was a, well, he is. He's a jazz musician. Oh, wow. Drummer, okay. Actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. That's um, awesome. He's also um, a librarian, so he's, he multitasks both careers. Wow. That's well. awesome. My aunt is actually like a jazz musician currently, like, has been for years in the D.C. area. So they, oh, they wow. know each other. Yeah, I'm sure. D.C. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. You know, it's small. Like, we know each other and the same for music. It's like, if you're from D.C. and you're creative, somebody knows somebody. Right. Like, yeah. Um, so let's talk about your work. When I look at it, it appears to be very symbolic. Uh, what materials do you use and how do you do those tools help establish a foundation for the messages or stories that you want to portray? Yeah. Um, so although I've been practicing art for years and mm-hmm. was a traditional painter, I've always gravitated to like mixed media materials, which is okay. basically, you know, um, using uh, an abundance of variety of materials from different sources all to mm-hmm. make one for one intention. Um, so that's what I've really been doing. And for the last few years, I've been developing a series called an ongoing series called the library series, um, which was just a symbolic representation 
of of focusing on ourselves to like grow more learn more mm-hmm. whether it's about yourself or the world around you to enhance yourself right. and you know i didn't see specifically with representation you know i didn't i didn't see uh, imagery that represented me in spaces like those mm-hmm. you know you you would, you would see images of us you know that deal with like a day in the life or like you know freedom or you know just um naturalism but i didn't see the intent of putting our images in associations with places of growth mm. and uh, enlightenment and enhancement mentally and emotionally that kind of thing yeah. so i was working with the library as a as a as a symbolic form that was universal you know because mm-hmm. um the symbol of the library for man woman and child around the globe we all know what that means or what that's associated with so mm-hmm. i was using that as the baseline of my um my uh practice and mm-hmm. and that's definitely grown and so then it became a bit more ritualistic through my studies of mm-hmm. understanding well the materials i'm using and the process is very tedious you know yeah. so i gotta go you know i would go and gather these materials and and kind of switching from traditional stuff like that you buy from the store to actually like repurposing materials and that's oh, where so how yeah. would you where would you gather them or how where would you find yeah. these objects yeah, yeah yeah um so when i got to the point where i wanted to activate my art more and when mm-hmm. i say that have it more than just an image but actually embody a presence or mm-hmm. some form of energy mm-hmm. i realized i had to use um materials that actually had energy in it so i would mm-hmm. go to different communities and black communities and get unused items and furnitures and fabrics mm-hmm. just different stuff that was once cherished and occupied so it has that energy in it and I would um, break it down into the pieces that I needed and kind of create a palette from there. Wow. So then using that plus my painting skills and everything else I've learned, I think I was able to make, make work that is more than just an image. Of course, yeah. So what does your creative process involve? Are you a music listener? Do you work better at a certain time of day? And just what's your process overall? You don't have to get too personal because I know that sometimes artists don't want to share <laughs> their tricks and their trades, but just like what makes inspires you to, yeah. to create a piece? Yeah, no, I don't mind sharing. Um, okay. <laughs> it's very interesting because, you know, if you study history and culture, art was always very, wasn't secretive, but it was kind of mysterious in a way. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the processes weren't seen by the eye. A lot of right. art that you see in museums actually wasn't meant for the public to see in some mm-hmm. places. Um, so I always, it's always interesting when we reveal certain things, but I don't mind. Okay. Um, in terms of like my work ethic and stuff like that, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be able to practice art full time every day. So mm-hmm. you know, studio space, um, you know, you kind of want to exist if you have the ability to exist like outside of the clock so right. it's just, you kind of create your own time zone so me mm-hmm. you know i i work best at night but i might you know work throughout the day but when the sun goes down you know like i'll start at like 11 and I'll mm-hmm. work the sun comes up and you know and so your sleep pattern is off but it's all good and so when i work um it depends i used to listen to a lot of turn up music when i was like you know younger and stuff because i was more so making work for competitive reasons and that okay. really fuel me mm-hmm. um but i i um i'm always busy so i don't never have a time to sit down and read so mm-hmm. like a year, years ago i found out like this loophole of just like listening to lectures and books and different mm-hmm. stuff while i work so right. i was able to knock two birds out of one stone and i'm able <laughs> to still get my education and stuff yeah it's great so i listen to you know i listen i listen to different i like to learn when i work because okay. that enhance me I think when you work on something else and you're learning, your subconscious brain picks it up 
better. This is true, definitely. Um, so how do you know when your work is done? Is it ever done? Are you constantly like wanting to change something even though you feel like, you know, one day it was complete and then the next day you're like, oh my God, I need to add some more or I need to portray this differently? Right. Um, it's a relationship, definitely. Mm -hmm. You know, the work, the work speaks to you. You know, you gotta, I tell a lot of my students this when I, when I work with them, because I have a mm -hmm. private practice of, of working with coaching artists one-on-one, -on -one, but I oh, tell that's great. Them, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, I, I'm going to send that information. Please to you. do. You can, uh, we'll, act, we'll share everything. So if you can yeah, just hand yeah, me yeah. everything I'm, you uh, have. <laughs> I'm definitely going to, I launched it earlier in the summer, but mm -hmm. um, I'm going to expand it more in August, especially Excellent. the, you know, fall approaching. Mm -hmm. But um, definitely. Uh, no, you teach them, you basically, you teach them that the piece has to tell you what's up. So you're working and working and you got to get away from that plan mindset, that sketch, all that stuff. You're working mm -hmm. and it's taught you need to step away from the work, you know, right. like go do something else and see it with fresh eyes. Go do mm -hmm. something else and go, you know, come back for a couple of days. And when you look at it again, it'll immediately tell you what's up because you got fresh eyes. So you right. can immediately see, oh, like your ego went down too. So you can see mm -hmm. if it is. you see the mistakes, you see what could be better. You see if it's giving that ideal um uh that ideal feeling that you're trying to achieve and you also know when to touch it so you know you, you'll get to this this kind of sweet spot where you're it's kind of hard to judge because you're excited so mm -hmm. the people be like really really dope right but something might be a little bit off but it's dope enough for you to think it's done so a lot of work be done and you know if you were like a little tiny bit more patient that last little thing would have came up to really <laughs> yeah. get over the top. Exactly. So it's a relationship with you. It depends how much patience you have. To be Definitely. Honest. And with my own work, um, I always find that if I take a picture and then move away from it, I can have that picture as like a reminder of what I was yeah. working on. Then when I come back, I'm like, oh yeah, okay. I see exactly what I need to fix. Yeah. You should but look at I that absolutely... when you're out and about, if you're at dinner, yeah. look at, look at it real quick. <laughs> take the, take the, if you, if the piece is accessible enough, like put it in a different room or outside mm -hmm. and like look yeah. at it from far away. Like yep. your phone, all you want to just see it in different ways because each time it reveals something new. Yes, absolutely. So um, you have an amazing educational background. What was your experience like studying in Italy? How were you able to gain the opportunity to study abroad? Yeah. Um, no, that was um, so about two thousand summer of two thousand seventeen. I spent that mm -hmm. summer in Italy in Umbria. Okay. Um, and more so the countryside, but there, so it was a, it was a residency program. It's pretty intense. Um, nothing but like painters and it was really dope my first wow. time in Europe. Um, and we would, you know, we would, um, I mean, it was like painting boot camp, like the sun would rise. And I mean, we had, we had a private chef and we had this oh. and we were staying in this old village. So sort of, it looked like some Jesus of Nazareth stuff. Like they had <laughs> barns at the bottom of the, the buildings the homes because that that used to heat up the, the building or whatever but anyway um no we would just be um studying and painting and that experience taught me how to see because the light in, in in italy is much different and vast um and then on the weekends and different stuff we would travel to different places so like Rome, that's awesome Rome, yeah like, mm -hmm. you know study so i would see a lot of um kind of sacred spaces and museums and all mm -hmm. that at me. But mm -hmm. that was through undergrad. Um, I just saw the opportunity and I went for it. I had a good yeah, relationship definitely. with my professor who lived in Italy. 
Um, and I didn't get it the first time, but I like mm-hmm. pretty persistent with it because I was just like, Yo, this is the move. Yeah, no, that's amazing. So what would be the three most inspiring experiences from that uh, opportunity aboard, abroad? Like, what did you gain from it? Were the things that you learned or did it inspire you to create more? Yeah, no, I, I think mm-hmm. I saw some of the most beautiful things ever because you, I would go to these museums that you, you would, you only want to, like, you know, at once upon a time, people would travel the world to that one per- place to see that museum because mm-hmm. you never see it. Um, so even today, like, I wouldn't have that experience of just, like, those mental downloads of, right. like, possibilities and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just, you know, at one point in time, we had traveled to this top of this mountain. So it took hours on the bus to get up there. And then we were so high up that when, you know, when the clouds were roamed, the whole thing, you can just see it. It was just like dark. Wow. I have a photo on my, on the Instagram up there, mm-hmm. but we went up there to paint. And so it took, it just, you know, that all the time and effort to like reach the top of this mountain. And we, you know, we got our painting supplies and we're climbing the mountain even higher. Mm-hmm. Just the paint was, it was like, you know, just one of those lifetime experiences that was just like, it's like initiation. You'll never forget it. Yeah, no. yeah. You, yeah. You're an artist, artist for real. Like. So did it change how you worked or did it um, inspire you to kind of um, work differently? Was there anything um, else that you kind of gained from that experience? It. I mean, like I said, the main thing is it just really trained my eye. I always say oh, okay, that yeah. I went to Italy is when I learned how to see. So mm. that goes in a different aspect. So even as a painter, like, you, you see the way light, you know, because there's no such thing as color. It's just mm-hmm. light that hits the planet and reflects. Mm-hmm. So you see, it would taught me to see the way that light moves in a way that you would never really pay attention to before. Because um, not just being there, but I was getting instructions from professors. I mean, you know, painters, they would bring these artists, uh, residential artists that would come and would teach us that. So that, and then just from the things I saw that inspired my imagination, um, fed my eye of like, yeah. So your my standards of beauty from either seeing it or creating it has enhanced, in my opinion. Awesome. So would you recommend artists to travel or do a study abroad if they're in school? Oh, of course. I mean, mm-hmm. I would recommend to do it in general. Like, yeah. Um, a close friend of mine, he is a very dope um, artist, and he went and um, did the same thing, same Italy thing after I did. And ever mm-hmm. since then, like we meet up and we'll go to different places, like even in the States, like yeah. often or different places, cause we want to kind of recapture that Italy experience into the Absolutely. States. So mm-hmm. we got dope museums too, that you see yeah. people that's in different States. We got open land and just, it's all what you make it. So right. I, no, I mean, I think traveling feeds the soul for everybody, but specifically artists. Cause you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, build some content of your imagination. If mm-hmm. you're not seeing new things and play, put in new places. You're, if you're, if you're, if your senses aren't picking up new stuff, you're, 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 you'll still be fine, but it's a idle. lot of untapped potential that you'll never know. So right. I definitely say it, don't, I mean, don't even wait till school. Like there's plenty of programs out here. Even when I was teaching, you know, we, we set up a study abroad program for some kids and stuff. Oh, and, wow. But we went through, they was young kids. And there was, we went through this program called um, uh, educational tours. Hmm. So they just, this program that like links people that want to go abroad. And we went to Costa Rica for a few weeks. It was pretty dope. So you don't have to be in school. Yeah, and- definitely. That's amazing. So let's see. Um, for our listeners who are thinking about pursuing a degree 
in art. Do you feel that education, the education you received um, was worth it? Um, yeah, I have a lot of mixed feelings about <laughs> uh, school in general, specifically for one in general, two, because of the times that we're living in and mm -hmm. it's obsolete. And then three, just as an artist, um, I was fortunate. So I went to HBCU before my first okay. two years. Okay, which one, if you don't mind me asking? Oh yeah, Lincoln University in Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, yes. First HBCU, mm -hmm. so all, that, um, all that. And then I, I transferred to um, an Ivy League art school, which was number two in the country at the time. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was, you know, I had scholarships to go to other schools, full scholarships, but I chose that school because of the prestige and you know, Chicago and what they had to offer. Yes. And when I got there, you know, it was cool, but like, I, <laughs> I think, I think schools be dope, but they don't be yielding like a dope environment in terms of people. So, you know, they'll have, they had everything in the world. Like it was, I saw where my money's going, but in terms of the <laughs> quality of people, I think sometimes we like, it gets, it gets hyped. So like, if you at Yale, you think yeah, it's Yale, but it'd be like regular people. Um, and I'm, it'd be like, it's just like, oh, okay. And I think the school prepared me, but it was more so for like studio stuff and like creative stuff, but yeah. not practical things in terms of sustainability or just uh, wealth. And, and for an artist, from artist point of view, your options, mm -hmm. you know, that, oh, that type of yeah. mindset of how do you, well, how do you eat? How do you sustain all this? They didn't teach you none of that. So like entrepreneurship, I had to learn all that on my own. Like yeah. even when I was in undergrad, I was running my own business um, that was called um, Visual Culture at the time. And it was a platform of, uh, of, show, of representing artists. So mm -hmm. I went to Chicago and I like went to my school as well as local artists and like just all the dope artists I could find in Chicago. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna represent y'all. I'm gonna put up a, a, a pop. We want pop up shows called Art Wanted and all That's this other funny. stuff. And the yeah. whole thing was about art. That's why I got an art admin. Like I got, yeah. I got how to like not just create dope stuff, but be a be. How does this work? How does how does the person mm -hmm. that guides this happen and benefits financially off of that? So I mean, no one pursued me to do that, but I did it on my own because I knew and. So I think if you do go to these schools and stuff like that, you got to have that dosage of it because they're not going to give that to you. And I agree. when school is over, it's on you. <laughs> I agree because it's quite funny. I went to an art school as well. And I also, like you, took the initiative of making things that I felt weren't being received and making it happen on my own. So <laughs> similar thing is in getting some artists together, we're gonna have a show, um, figure out how to do professional development on our own. Yeah. So <laughs> I definitely can understand that. But it's crappy when you're spending like a lot of money. A lot of money. It is but not like, cheap So I gotta school. do this plus spend a lot. And you see where your money's <laughs> going to, but, and then lastly on that, I was just gonna say, you know, it's 2020. And if, you know, going back to your first question, if you didn't repeat how, um, how just how this COVID thing, um, all the examples just taught us, you know, even mm -hmm. kids don't even know they're going to go to school. Yeah. You're, you're seeing the, that's why I say the opportunity of different ways to do this. In my yeah. opinion, institutional brick and mortars have been obsolete for some time. And that's why they lack in substance. They still have the prestige, but they're just eating at this point, like just making guap, they're corporations. Mm. Um, so if we still want that true authentic education aspect of what it was meant to be, um, it's going to fall on us. And this is mm. why these virtual things are coming in and don't need it like this online class this this a lot of stuff happening and these mm -hmm. actually have way more substance than you would get 
from any institution that you don't spend fifty to hundred thousand dollars on. Yeah. In my okay. All right. So, um, how important are titles to your paintings? Um, uh, it's not that important because unless someone is there or something is written for it to say it, it 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 holds no weight. You mm -hmm. know, if you think of the things you see in museums and stuff like that. I mean, it's the thing that captured and attracts you. Mm -hmm. and you can read the title if you want to. Um, that's in general. Now, if I think if the piece is very intentional, um, that makes the title intentional. Like right. if, if I paint a person and this is like a, a, you know, a specific person that I'm trying to either pay homage to or whatever, then the name falls because it's, it's a link to it. But, you know, yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, it's as important as you make it. Yeah, definitely. What areas of your work or personal development are you hoping to explore further this year um, and in the future? Yeah, um, no, I've actually been going um, ongoing like this really trippy uh, transitional period of growth, mm -hmm. right? It's been this whole year of growth, but just really the last few months. Um, artistically, I've actually have um, been very grateful to come across a direction that I feel really resonates with me. And I feel like it's the um, the next iteration of my artistic art practice. And mm -hmm. it's been what it's been leading to. Um, so I'm very excited about that. And that's that's dealing with, you know, when I when I got into art, um, I just wanted to make dope stuff. That's what I always say as a kid. I always say, right. I just want to make dope shit. Um, but then I got to the point of like, when I started learning different stuff and going through enlightenment, I was like, yo, whatever feeling this is, I want to communicate this in my work. Mm -hmm. Ergo, the idea of like self-education, self-enlightenment, all that other right. stuff. And I want to perpetuate that. So, but before I was doing that through the library series, I was doing pieces, and this is where titles would come in. I would, I would call them spiritual pieces. Mm -hmm. So I would try to tell like something like enlightenment and put it all in one piece. And it'd be like this, um, you know this this kind of illustrative representation or whatever and then i i would it would be dope and people would like it but they would really like it when they understood what it meant which means right. i like to sit next to it and go on this big rant and it was cool but it was exhausting so i had to figure out what's a more practical way of saying what i need to say without me being there um and having existing room to understand it so that's why i started getting assemblism which led to the library series mm. so now still off that same thing with spirituality spiritual energy and now having understanding um, art, not so for like Western culture or today's time, but really seeing it from a from an astroteric point of view of what it means to really make art and what you're doing. Um, I've been in, um, inspired and, and gained enough strength to take my practice off of campus because um, just the four dimensional 2D thing, I think is cool. And I think it can be financially rewarding, but uh, for me, it was, it's time to move on. So now yeah. um, active, I'm really interested in activating spaces, um, activating um, objects, not for them, not just for the sake of beauty, but for the sake of purpose. Like they're actually doing something. You can interact with them. They they have a lingering presence that will be there long after I'm gone. Like, and and they don't, the, the presence and energy is felt without me being there, anything being written or a title. So that's, that's the direction I'm going in. So. That would be exciting because I feel like your work is, in a good way, obsessive, but like overwhelming at the same time as in like it's 
in your face. It's loud. And I feel like that the canvas confines it in a small space, yeah, even yeah. no matter how large it is. So just imagining it being an installation or a sculpture would completely like. Yeah, no, I've, I, I have a lot of great ideas. That yeah, I'm right expand now it. That, mm -hmm. that for interior and exterior spaces. And in yeah. my opinion, what I'm about to do now is just a prerequisite for like larger things. Like, you know, it's, we gotta, <laughs> There's a lot of work to be done, just mm -hmm. even in our community, because if we want to talk ownership, well, that falls on a lot of different stuff. Like, what yeah. does your art really look like? What does your culture really look like? Definitely. Like, this is the sacred spaces that I'm talking about are going to be prerequisite for what mm. I have the capability to create temples in the future. So, like, like really, like, that's why I said certain spaces that at one point in time, people traveled around the world to come to see, see and feel yeah. that energy. Mm -hmm. And that energy will embody our image. As it, as it did, I mean, all the stuff we see is our image, whether the nose is off or not, but mm -hmm. contemporary, you know. Um, and I think, not just myself, but it's a lot of thinkers that we have right now that were born at similar time periods. And we really, I look forward to seeing what they end up doing as they grow. Definitely. We all got the same wave, so we, we're, creating, we're mm -hmm. creating it right now. The yeah. future, our future is being created by us right now, so it's pretty Yeah, cool. absolutely. Um, so, where can I get prints? Where can our listeners get prints of your paintings? How can our listeners keep up with you and your artistic journey? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like I said, my name is Jabari C. Jefferson. So, that's the same thing as my site.com. That's where you see the entire catalog of my work. Um, that's the best way to get in contact with me, as well as social media. Mm -hmm. um, I am no social media guru, but I, if you, 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 you'll understand what you need to understand by going through that as well. Um, prints um, can be purchased through my site. Just okay. reach out to me. Um, actually, what I started doing, at first, when I first did prints, I had like a set number. I had like five different pieces. Whatever pieces I was doing at that time, I made prints of. But now it's been a couple of years and a lot of people are hitting me up for things I don't have prints of. So what I'm doing now is um, when you do hit me up, you can just choose whatever image that really falls to you and I will get that custom made for you. Um, and it comes, you know, a uh, small print, but it comes matted in frame. It's really nice. So that, and then also with my educational pursuit, mm -hmm. well, I've always been an educator, but with my art coaching, um, it originally was for youth, for like um, young artists uh, that have a lot of potential that could use some mentoring and coaching to really bring it out of them. But I'm expanding it to uh, uh, older artists as well, like okay. that want to kind of get their foot in the door that either have interest in making work and they just want to get an education on how, how do I go about this or they're a little bit more serious and they're like, I want to do this for real. Um, Brilliant, yeah. I want to I do, um, it's also a component that I'm working on for like young kids because those K-1s, you know, they. I, when I used to teach them, they, they, there's something special. They love art. Like, they, they don't even need all that fluff. They just need that space. They love life and people and art that, and yeah. everything and like in general. People, and they want to show the work. And yeah. they want, so I want to create a space for, like, young kids as well, especially because mm -hmm. they've been in the house where they know on a weekly basis um, art club is going to be on this and we can log yeah. in and they can see their friends. Be, so, yeah. That's wonderful. And I'm so glad that we had this conversation and that you've – agreed to do this and speak yeah. on our podcast this has been wonderful yeah, yeah. um <laughs> well, if, if your listeners don't know how awesome you are you're like you're really dope oh thank you so much i appreciate it 
So I'm just going to conclude and then, you know, you can go about your day. <laughs> um, thank you so much for tuning in Creative Habits Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C. with leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art with occasional guest appearances within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. Thank you, Jabari. Have a great day. Of course.